This episode is going to be about food, if you couldn't tell already. <laughs> and to paint a picture as we get started, Leah and I, the malologists, are laying in bed because we had a pretty heavy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We're a bit defeated. It's a, It was a French toast casserole with a sweet blueberry syrupy sauce so if our mouths are moving like molasses you know why (laughs) but we're here to talk about food food drink dining the culinary arts if you will (laughs) (laughs) i will sorry i don't i didn't know that was my cue to to jump I just, in. you know, I didn't know if you had other words you wanted to use uh, to describe. No, gorging, sums it up. yeah, gorging, feasting, nutrition. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. elements of the dining experience. Mm-hmm. The full spectrum. The full spectrum. Where would you like to start mm. as we think about food? You want to talk about the foods that you eat? Do you want to talk about the dining experiences that you seek? Do you want to talk about sort of I want to know attitude? Yeah, I have I have a leading question. Okay. Something I've been dying to ask you for me, me. the year and few months we've been dating. Keep me up at night. Definitely. Is there a food that you hated growing up but now love? So, I've never really been a picky eater. And I think that my mom and dad would confirm this. There are definitely foods that I, as like a child, I didn't like seafood. I sort of avoided fish. And now I love a good Chilean sea bass, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So, I think that's, that's sort of where my brain first went is you know i used to not like seafood and now i now i do but i have never been much of a picky eater and and one of the things that we can explore is you know i've told you i just don't think i have a very sophisticated palate (laughs) and which probably plays into my picky eating or it's too sophisticated i don't think that's the case Mm. you know I I think I have a fairly unsophisticated approach to eating. I love food. I love eating. But, you know, there are all these, like, foodies out there who really describe and savor the flavors that they're eating. I, I think, if I'm really being honest, I think of food as really being sustenance-driven. Mm-hmm. I love a good dining experience. I love going out to restaurants and trying new things. And I do yeah. like good food, but... For the most part, like, if I had the choice between, you know, making a really good meal every single day that had complex flavors or, like, eating a a bar that gave me all the nutrients mm-hmm. that I needed for the day, I'd probably go towards the bar. 
that make makes me feel sense. hungry you know, or make yeah. me feel full. Um, you're the one person I know that can choose when you're hungry, really. That is sort of true. I do get hungry, but... But you can hold off. I can hold and off. choose when to eat. Whereas yeah. the moment I'm hungry, I need to find food. See, my thing is if food is in front of me, I will eat it. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, I sort of have to hold off in some regards. But what about you? Did you grow up eating specific foods that you love? Do you like to cook? Mm-hmm. I, I think I've been a pretty moderate eater. Like, I wouldn't call myself picky. But I definitely shy away from, like, raw fish. Um, I think it's more of a texture issue than it is taste. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have texture challenges. Yeah, I do. And I just never grew up eating those kinds of meals either. You don't um, like creamy, soft things a lot of the time, I, I love feel like. creamy, soft things. I don't like sour cream. Nor do you like cream cheese. And I've never cheese. liked sour cream. I'm starting to like cream cheese. I'm starting to like goat cheese and feta. So I'm pushing my palate. But, but you used to not like stuffing as no, well. No, yeah, stuffing's a new one too. Um, so yeah, I think it's a textured thing. I also think it's like, in my mind, you know, stuffing to me is just like warm, soggy bread. And I don't think I would opt into that. <laughs> You know, on any given day, it doesn't sound appetizing. And same with cream cheese. I'm like, ugh. Like, if you think about the contents of it, you're like, mm, that doesn't really sound that good. Um, and so it's probably a mix of, you know, mental <laughs> and the physicality of the goodness. But, um, I used to really love tomatoes as a kid, and then for like 10 years, I hated them, and now I like them again. Oh, interesting. Um, What happened during those 10 years? What did the tomatoes do to you? I don't know. I just suddenly stopped liking them. Same with pickles. And Jen, don't worry. We can use your pickle picker. I do like pickles now. Um, But yeah, so I'm not too much of a picky eater. I I really eat it all. I think I'm more of an emotional eater. Tell me more. Like, you eat when you're emotional? Yeah. I, like, food is comfort for me. Oh, okay. And I notice that when I'm feeling the the full spectrums of, of, like, where I'm at. So if I'm feeling really stressed out or sad and emotional, I will opt into eating lots of sweets and... And kind of just go all out. Whereas when I'm feeling quite stable, I don't. Um, so, like, there's definitely a huge emotional uh, factor for yeah. me when it comes to eating. That's fair. How do, you, how do you feel about sort of cooking? I love cooking. I think it's a great activity, a good wind-down activity... A good wind-up activity. Um, It's kind of difficult cooking for one. And it's expensive cooking for one. But it is nice to 
you know, take 30 minutes, enter a flow state. You can listen to a podcast or some music. Not me. Chit chat. <laughs> um, it's just a good kind of mindless activity where you can really be creative and, and well, you can be creative to an extent. And I enjoy that part of cooking. Yeah. You do a better job sort of throughout the weekday, I think, of of driving yourself to cook. I really struggle with it. I can't remember the last time you cooked a meal. Really? Yeah. That makes me feel sad. I'm sorry. That's okay. Probably true. Though I do, I feel like I do cook well for both of us. Mm -hmm. I like cooking. Cooking for me is fun when it's an event. Mm -hmm. I really struggle to find value in the like daily cooking. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's hard for me, especially as you said, when I'm cooking for one Mm -hmm. Um, well, to that point, I think what helps me is is that I have nutrition goals. I have different macros that I aim to hit based off of my strength training goals. And so for me, it's like those two are in tandem, right? And so for me, cooking, you know, a turkey pasta dish, like lentil dish on a Wednesday night isn't that tedious because I've already put in the work to work out. And so it, it feels like a completion to that task yeah. and i i know that like while it's fun it's also contributing to a a bigger picture goal yeah. for me yeah and i've got those goals as well but one of my major challenges right now in my life is that i haven't because i've been traveling so much mm-hmm. it's been really difficult to grocery shop because i'll also only be in dc for two days of the week mm-hmm. right and so it's been very difficult to stock my fridge appropriately with healthy foods that allow me to only have enough food to cook for two days a week without wasting food. Mm-hmm. So that's been a bit of a, a challenge for me yeah. as of late, which I need to figure out going forward. Yeah. One of your big relationship testers is being able to cook a meal mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And I remember that early in our relationship yeah my check the box moment uh-huh you can tell a lot of a person by how they demand a kitchen and a recipe for that matter and i think it's very telling of like ways to control ways to have fun ways to create and i think those are important pieces of a person and a partner and so for me it was like I've always had bad cooking experiences and it those were those moments where I was like this is not my person this isn't it and I know it seems maybe surface level and shallow that cooking told me that but um no I think it's so important yeah do you do you feel like you're a follow the recipe type of person are you a throw what's in the kitchen sink type Uh, of person probably in the middle I definitely use recipes as guides, but I think more often than not, I'm adding or removing based on just my own preferences. Mm. Um, I think recipes are good for being inspired to to kind of go from there and create your own little dish. Um, I think when it comes to baking, I'm I'm more of a follow the recipe, yeah. exactly well, kind of person. science at that point. Yeah, that's cookie just dough, true maybe chemistry. Not much cake, yeah. So, 
either way, cookie dough, I, I end up eating the batter, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Slam do poetry. You, do you, where do you feel like you learned to cook? Like, how did you start to acquire your culinary skills? Um, I learned to cook on my own. Um, my mom grew up cooking, but it was never really a shared experience. She likes to control the kitchen. And when she cooked, it was purely for taste. And so I didn't really learn about nutrition through through cooking until probably the last couple of years, actually. Or at least when I really started to start caring about it. Um, but I, I learned to cook on my own. And, you know, it starts off in college where you make the bare minimum and it's not healthy and it's just cheap food. And then, obviously, when you get your first job, you can purchase more ingredients and those seasonings aren't, you know, bank-breaking. And um, I, like, from past partners have learned to cook and roommates. So I think just a... A conglomerate effort from everybody in my life. What about you? True that. I mean, I I learned cooking young. Our mom made us early. We had a. She made you early. She made us early. Um. No, we we had maybe it was once a month early on that each of us kids was responsible for making dinner for the family, and so we'd sort of pick pick our day and then we were responsible for asking for what groceries we needed and picking out a recipe, following the recipe, cooking for the whole family. And so that was helpful. I, I How old were you? I don't know. It's probably started in fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. honestly. And so maybe I'm misremembering that and it was much later, but that's, I think what I remember, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, would obviously make sort of summer dumpster meals of heating up ciabatta rolls in the microwave mm-hmm. and mac and cheese when we were young and unsupervised. But, you know, then I've, I've sort of picked up cooking from there. I've, I've honestly learned a lot about cooking etiquette, I think, from Dan, my my mm. college buddy, just because he is such a, he loves cooking. And so I think I've learned a lot about sort of, I think, to your where we talked about sort of sport and you're like, oh, I'm just going to yeah. do it the way I'm I want to do it. I'm not a person. No, but for me, that's how I felt before. But, you know, when when I could see the difference between my cooking and Dan's cooking and I realized like, oh, yeah, like the cook time of these things really matters and it matters what order you put the things mm. in the pan versus, the, you know, when the, like, even something as simple as an omelet of like not just putting it all in the pan at once, but like cooking the ingredients down and then adding the eggs and you know those things that actually make a difference in terms of which surprises me because from when we started this podcast you said that you mainly I mean if you had a preference you eat for utility not experience and so it surprises me that you've gone to the wayward side of etiquette where it is really about experience yeah but I don't I don't know in my mind those two things I don't think are the same like what two things like yes i'm a utility eater but i'd still like i want my food to be quick and you know 
get me the nutrients that I need and whatever. I don't, I don't think I want to create a long, complicated meal. I'm not the type that's going to make a lasagna. But if I were to make a lasagna, mm. I want to make it the right way, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want to make easy things unless it's for a group of people. Mm-hmm. But even within that, I want to, I want to do it the right way so that it is right. at least as tasty as I can make it, which is right. probably not very tasty. So I don't know. I'm sure it's going to develop over time too. Mm-hmm. I worry sometimes about how lazy I am post work, not wanting to cook. And how that's going to then, you know, what that's going to mean later in life if and when children are involved and having to cook for them or just, you know, the more responsibility. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I'll be cooking. Well, yeah. So you're good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Do you want to tell Jenna about the cutting board experience or the lack thereof? Mm, you can tell her. I think you, I think it's your story. What? I can't. I don't feel like I quite remember the details very well. Oh, well, I think I was cutting something like a chicken breast. Um, and I used a plate as my cutting board because none of my cutting boards were clean. I can just imagine Jen cringing right now because Jen is very... Jen knows the kitchen very well. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, no cutting boards. I guess I'll use a plate and... In my mind, it was like, either way, it's getting chopped, so it's fine. Um, But I remember it being, like, probably a red flag moment for you, where you're like, who the fuck is this? Um. (laughs) No, but within that, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard because I know the cooking and cooking together is such a... A like you want piece, it to be yeah. a, it is a check the moment box for you. And I never want to come across yeah. as condescending or, you know, you can obviously do things the way you want to do them. Yeah. And I typically cut with a cutting board. It just wasn't present. So it was kind of a funny, funny moment. <laughs> so what are we going to have for lunch? Mm, I don't know, but I'm, I'm about ready for a nap. I could nap and then eat. Okay. Or eat and then nap. But not at the same but time. But not at the same time. Any closing thoughts as we put a wrap on this burrito? <laughs> no. Just dig in. Jennifer, dig in. Jennifer, dig uh, in. It's digs. But, what is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's, uh, there's no good way to end an we'll episode. Cut so cut it. Cut it. With a knife. With a cutting board. No cutting board. <laughs> See you next time.